Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left is the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. How's it going, King? Very good, mate. Very good. Yeah. We're very close now. Oh. Oh, are we close? If we thought we were close a month ago, we're so close now. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the final week. You're starting to get the people... Either you believe it and people are genuine, everyone is after a quarterback in the top five of the draft, or people are spreading rumors so that people want to trade with them. So oh, it's, uh, that's where it gets a bit of chicanery, you think, going Yeah, on. you see the old smoke screens, yep. Yeah, smoke and mirrors. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yep, it's only, well, how many days now until the draft? Two days? Mm, two days. Two days. You can check the official clock on NFL.com to see the countdown happening. Of course, when the countdown finishes, there's still going to be like an hour's worth of bump before they actually pick anyone. Uh, yeah, hour's worth of them, walk, people walking in. Oh yeah, down the red carpet. If you've never seen the draft before, there's a whole evening of walking into the venue in uh, Philadelphia this time. Yeah. But there'll be interviews with the the main protagonist on the, on the red carpet. Yeah. The college coaches like uh, Nick Saban will be there, talking yeah. up his players. and Saban's there. It's normally Shaw's on the panel. Um, as well from the Stanford head coach. Mm-hmm. He's been there for the last couple of years. Um, Looking yeah. very smug about all their players that are going high in the draft. Oh well, yeah, if Thomas goes very high. But it's uh, the other funny thing is you can tell where the hierarchy is within all the networks because the people that have the largest followings are always inside, mm-hmm. and the ones that don't have the largest followings or aren't necessarily don't have the same notoriety are outside in the freezing cold. So <laughs> that's, that's always quite amusing. Yeah, it's Philly, so it's not going to be balmy. No. I would have thought. No, it was Chicago last year, and that was freezing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But very excited. Very close. Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to try to change my sleep pattern mm. already, just to try and... It's going to be a long night for us, King. It is. But we're I, going to brave it. I what the, the thing with this draft, and what's, I suppose, more exciting, frankly, mm-hmm. Both ESPN and NFL have said that, once again, they're not going to release the picks before. So for those of you who have been watching the draft for a few years, it used to be that they'd show the green room so you could see who was getting phone calls yeah, before the picks were in. At least two minutes before, wouldn't you? Yeah, so that was um, that. it's different now. They don't do that anymore, which is great. So they don't show the, show the picks. Um, but the other thing that's exciting is, I frankly, beyond pick one, which we all think is going to be Garrett... Yeah, I have no idea. That's great, isn't it? Because last year we knew it was a choice of one and two, but we knew the two first people going out. Yeah, and then we kind of knew Ezekiel Elliott was going to get picked by the Cowboys. I got the Bosa one. Yeah, Ramsey was the best available, so it was a really good pickup from the Jags. But it was a kind of clear cut choice at five as well. The so. only thing that was shocking was the the Tunsil thing. Yeah, at the beginning, and then yeah. obviously we had a few picks that no one expected. But this year, I do you know what? Beyond two, because two is going to make a big difference, but. I've got no idea what is going to happen, and it's <laughs> tray exciting for those. We made our best guess at least a month ago with our mock draft, and I'm, I'm still looking at it. I'm quite happy with most of those. I picks. keep seeing Jared Davis exactly where yeah. I put him. Yeah. I'm like, oh damn! <laughs> yeah, I think we did some good picks there. Yes, I think that if it did work out that way, mm. I don't think that M would be too upset. No. Although we are here to talk this week, King. We are. Our last pod before the draft, we're going to talk. We talked last week about the quarterbacks mm. because they needed to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Now, this week, we're going to talk about those players that are going into the draft a little bit toxic. Okay. For different reasons. Because there are two reasons why your draft stock will fall. One is because you got injured, 
which is no fault of your own. Yeah. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. And the other one is that you've been a douche. You have been a douche. You've done something stupid. Yes. And we're going to talk about some players that have done some stupid things. Yes. Yeah. Recently as well. Yeah. Most of them. Yeah, it's interesting. I was, I've was i been obviously watching all the coverage across the, the various networks available. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe it was Todd McShay on ESPN this week has said it is the draft with the least amount of what they call clean players. Yes. There's about eight players that haven't got any transgressions off the field. You know, reg- there might be minor and we don't really know about them, but there's only apparently there's only about six to eight in the whole of the first round. Yeah. Projected first round picks. Crazy, isn't it? That are clean. And the rest, <laughs> there is some sort of issue that has cropped up when they've been assessed. Like an off the field issue. Yeah, it can be minor. So a lot of them, we're not going to discuss the minor ones. We no. frankly might not know. They've got intelligence that we don't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and connections within organisations and colleges, etc. But uh, there's a couple of headliners, isn't there, that we're going to go through? Yes. Let's talk about the highest ranked player in this list. One Reuben Foster, yes. linebacker from Alabama. I love him. You do love him. I do love him. We've talked about Foster a couple of times mm-hmm. on the pod. Um, if you watch any of his highlight footage, and there is quite a few minutes of it, um, mm-hmm. you will see one of the hardest hitting linebackers you're ever going to see. Yeah. Um, an absolute animal. Um, mm-hmm. He is very good at reading plays. He understands when it's a run play and will shoot through a B gap. Yeah. And and kill a running back. Yeah, he's outstanding. He's underrated as well, not underrated. He's reasonably well rated. Is that a phrase? <laughs> Can Why'd be. You create You've a just phrase? made one. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Well, he's reasonably uh, well rated. He's reasonably well rated. No, I think he's um he's he's good within the pass game as well, which um I think well, a lot of the Alabama run, uh, inside linebackers are CJ Mosley was pretty polished coming out as well, so Yeah. Uh, in recent years, um you know, Hightail stout mainly in zone but I think actually Foster and Mosley are a bit more adapt to potentially man coverage against the tight end so um, I think he is from a pure football standpoint one of the top five players in this draft but he gained notoriety at the combine for being is that the first person ever to be kicked out of the combine he uh, this is the difficult situation because he got into an altercation with a nurse yes um, but According to everything I'm reading, hearing, seeing, no one's actually holding that against him because he wasn't. It was the NFL that sent him home, not the combine. Isn't that the same thing? No. So the combine's managed by sort of um, executives. It's it's like a separate entity kind of thing that's managed. There's also third party nurses, etc. That there. He apologised at the time. Was not sent home by the people managing the combine. It was the NFL that decided they didn't want the PR nightmare. It's still not a good move, is it? It's not a good move. But teams apparently have wiped that as a transgression. He got a bit irate. He had been waiting there for hours, and everyone else had been seen. So there was, there is other factors, and you know, what, you do put, you have a lunch to go to or something? It, it's the combine, damn it. Yeah, but he wasn't. He wasn't participating in the combine. Besides the medicals, because he had he he was injured. So why would you turn for a medical if you're injured? Well, because he you if you're invited, it's the best thing to go there because you get the best doctors and normally can wipe the slate clean. Mm. So anyone that's had an injury and then has to come back and then get it reassessed again, which is why we've had another couple of people flagged again. Unless week. unless you then threaten the nurse giving your medical, and then get found, well, to have a diluted sample, which is basically testing positive for drugs. Yeah, pretty much. But th- th- that happens all the time at the combine. 
Well, we're going to talk about another player that's had that happen to them. But let's, are, just, let's just stick with Foster for a minute. Yeah, because... I, I don't think the diluted sample is a major deal from his standpoint. Okay. I don't think it's going to put people off. He's too good. He's, he, this, th- there is similarities in the scenario between both Jabril Peppers and Ruben Foster. Mm-hmm. All, and frankly, they've given the same excuse, which is they were hydrating. They both got ill. They were They were hydrating. They had too much water in their system, which then diluted a sample. I know there's drinks that are not banned that can cause a diluted sample. Things like if you're drinking too much Red Bull, um, there are, a lot of those are on banned substance lists. So when I was playing football, we weren't allowed to drink more than sort of two, three, four Red Bulls. Not yeah. that I did, but people <laughs> do do it. Um, otherwise, you can you basically you get popped uh, if if you are randomly tested. So there are drinks that seem fairly inanimate that can get you done um but i keep hearing water and gatorade and i've i've never seen an instance that that's caused a diluted sample um i guess what they're tr- the accusation is it's similar to I, if i don't know if you watch usc at all jim I, I try not to watch men running around on the floor okay well there's an instance with the best fighter there john jones who got done not for take having steroids in his system but ha- for having estrogen blockers, which are used to, which <laughs> no joke, which are used when you've had a cycle of steroids to then get your hormone uh, levels back to normal. Yeah. So he didn't get done for having steroids in a system. It was the thing associated with getting steroids. Clearing the steroids out. out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a similar thing in this instance. It sounds like where it's a diluted sample in a sense that it, there's there's probably very like trace amounts of something but really high levels of another type like glucose or something that's trying to mask it mm-hmm. so from it's it, it's kind of it's yeah a diluted sample basically means we're pretty sure you've taken steroids <laughs> recently or well not steroids that's the wrong word um something some drugs a PED, a performance yeah. enhancing drug or something that's banned from the nfl standpoint well they can't they count cannabis as a PED, don't they absolutely really? so it could be anything it could be anything i'm not saying steroids i retract that for anyone who thinks i did yeah we're not saying that Ruben i'm not making accusations like that but they it sounds like that. they've um They've been a bit naughty with something. We don't know. Yeah, maybe the eye drops he took to... Uh, <laughs> what, to help his be- stomach ache? Just before he went into the medical <laughs> room. I'm, I'm clean. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But it's. Um, I don't think that's going to hurt him too much. Loads of, of people have done. Of course the one- it won't hurt him because he's too good. See, if you're good enough, it doesn't matter what you do. Which is why there's a difference between him and Jabril Peppers. Ooh. Because Jabril okay. Peppers was... Ruben Foster has always been... He's a top 10 talent, but there's off the field stuff yep. but I still think someone's going to draw or oh, top five talent off the field stuff he's going to be this guy so he's always going to take, get taken in the first round Jabril Peppers well, you know you're getting, was you? borderline first round okay yeah well we had him going in the first round to the Ravens I don't think he was going to go in the first round I picked him for the Ravens there you go but in fairness Jabril Peppers is a, a utility player on the defence this is the thing so he's because he's not got a genuine position I think you're having to project what he's going to be at the next level you've already spoken about what Reuben Foster does you know he's going to be stout against the run Yeah, I've said he's re- re- pretty good against coverage That's that sounds like a pretty good inside linebacker from my standpoint yeah but Jabril Peppers is going to be a good strong safety I think well yeah but again you're projecting that because he played linebacker in college so I'm right. I'm or running back in college. Well, he played everything. Or kick returner in college. Yeah, he did. He's an athlete. But is that... The the thing is, 
with him, are they trying to mask him from a coverage standpoint? He had one career interception or something like that in college. Well, you know, if you're playing in the secondary, you want to see better ball skills. Malik Hooker's a one-year starter and had four interceptions this season. It's, it's you know, that's... Depends on the scheme. That's the difference. On a lot of things. True, it does, absolutely. It no does. one's throwing your way. But if I've got those questions, other teams are going to have those questions because, <laughs> frankly, I've not done much due diligence on on Jabril Peppers but I've done enough to go I don't know if he's a first round pick okay. I think he could be a really good player I think he's just a football player but it might take him a few years to find a home similar to Mark Barron from Alabama a few years ago who mm-hmm. came in as a safety then moved to linebacker for the Rams and had a pro bowl year so it's like that's it's a projection and you don't quite know where he's going to be but he could be a good pro Yeah, because of this similar diluted sample where they've both just drunk too much water <laughs> too much water gives you a dilute. Too much itself. water, yeah. Um, I think that's for anyone that had any doubts whether he was to take him in the first round or not. Think I think he's going to slide. Enough? I think he's going to slide into it's the second. Too toxic now to take first round. And yeah, and it's a deep draft from from a secondary standpoint. There's a couple of other guys that are there. Yeah, there are. Um, that you can take ahead of him. Mm-hmm. You can always, you know, it's 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 much easier to trade back to the top of the second round. Than it is well, not the first pick. That's a nightmare. But once yeah. you get into the first few picks, if someone hasn't taken him, yeah, it's a lot easier to trade up in the second round than it is in the first. Because mm-hmm. it's you know it's worth less draft dollars or you know currency to actually go there and and get the pick. So those two pretty high profile players, frankly, they are yeah, have had diluted water samples would you say they're in the top five of their position for the draft uh yeah both are definitely in the top five yeah, i'd say peppers is maybe fourth or fifth in yeah from a safety standpoint still in the top five of fosters safeties there's the hassan reddick type debate but reddick only played inside linebacker recently mm. he played outside the whole time at temple um so i think for me foster's top of the inside linebacker position well i picked reddick for Panthers much cleaner and do you know what yeah. Inta- from an intangible perspective which you know I love mm-hmm. um, did you know who's a walk-on at Temple which means he didn't have a um, scholarship when he right. started playing he worked his way into the team. as a safety yeah <laughs> walk-on as a safety didn't have a scholarship earned a scholarship moved to linebacker and shot up draft boards this year yeah I like someone who's and that he hungry. Killed the the uh, combine as well. Mm. Oh yeah, Just he he's the, he has had numbers. the best pro, like the draft process mm-hmm. from senior bowl, which he attended and played amazing well at inside linebacker, which was the main test. Yep. In front of, ironically, in front of the Browns head coach Hugh Jackson, who was coach at the time. Mm-hmm. He nailed that process. He killed, absolutely killed the combine. Like you said, amazing. Yeah. Um, he's he's that I'm aware no off the field transgressions no and um, and he's got those you know he's shown the fight the hunger and, and, and the versatility as well Um, yeah big fan of his so actually maybe that's pushed him ahead but I think from a pure football standpoint I think Foster's special and yeah, I think I mean, Reddick will be a very very good player but I yeah. think Foster can be a Ray Lewis type leader if he can well. stay healthy yeah, yeah absolutely there's other there's other factors you've got to worry about those hits yes um, so then we've got to talk about one player who really is toxic and he's been toxic for a long time because Johnny Manziel <laughs> yeah not just no Jay Cutler no uh, not just 
not just this season, but for the last couple of years, Joe Mixon, yeah, running back from Oklahoma, mm-hmm. has had a massive uh, problem over him in that he did assault a lady in the restaurant. He did. And then just a few months ago, I think we might have mentioned it on the pod, the video came out, TMZ released it, which obviously just stokes everything up again. Yeah. He had to publicly apologise after missing out an entire year of college football because of the incident. Yeah. Um, but it's not an, an isolated incident, is it? He's got other problems about maybe a bit chippy with people and starting fights. Yeah. This isn't... A, I mean, this is the one incident where he's hit a woman and there's no denying what he's done. No, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, this isn't the only time he's uh, he's maybe flown off the handle a little bit. Yeah, it's... um. It's a real tough one to assess because he is, if you were to put a big board purely based on football ability, he is absolutely in the top 15, maybe even the top 10. There's people that are saying from a running back standpoint, he's better than Fournette. He's better than Dalvin Cook and he's better than Christian McCaffrey. So this guy is an immense talent. It's an immense... I don't think he is. I mean, I... I did do some some watching of him this mm-hmm. week before this podcast. Yeah, obviously do some research, mm-hmm. and yeah, he's good. Yeah, I didn't see anything spectacular. Not I saw better things from Dalvin Cook than I did from Joe Mixon. That's interesting. I saw better things from Fournette. You know, and the other problem with Mixon is when you go searching for his tape, the first thing you see is the TMZ video. Yeah, when you go searching for him, it is intrinsic link now to this guy. No matter what he does. Yep, it's a bit like Ray Rice. You mm-hmm. know. Whatever he does, if he ever did come back into the league, he's always going to have that elevator video beamed around, you know, with every highlight. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever, whatever he's done, he does now. Yep. No, I agree. He's tainted with that video, rightly or wrongly. I think you know, probably rightly for the most part. Yep. But he's, he's apologised for it. He took a year a year ban from. Mm-hmm. Well, what more can you do? Do you want to lose your? You know, is your entire career supposed to go away because of that? No, I. I he's going to get drafted, and he's going to get drafted latest third round where do you think he's going to go what teams well all the reports are there's six teams that have taken him completely off the board and will not touch him you know those teams I don't know those teams okay. I just keep hearing people say <laughs> six, six teams. teams have taken okay, him off right, the... that's fair enough um, who do you think will take him then well there's also reports teams like Kansas City would be willing to take a risk and that's only because they picked up Tyreek Hill yeah and the difference between Tyreek Hill's situation and Joe Mixon's situation is there's video. Yeah. That's the only difference. Tyreek Hill was also a nightmare in college. Was known for being a bit chippy, a bit shirty with people, picking fights, and also alleged domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. Except, except no there's, video. there's not a video. It makes a yeah. big difference. Oh, it makes a massive difference. Well, there's no video of Adrian Peterson switching his kids. So yeah, well, he's now they, playing for the same. And this is the thing. This is the thing. There's, you know, it's. I know he's he's such a polarizing player because of this incident and because of how good he is. Whereas we had a horrific incident where someone actually admitted to domestic abuse. I know Mixon's admitted he's, you know, it's been publicized. Yeah. But we had a kicker last year. Yes. Be guilty to domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't hear people in out as much outrage because well, the only thing I can not think playing anymore. true but he was at the time and was just scheduled to come over to London and yeah. it's it's is it just because there's video that there's there's such animos, animosity towards him 
But 100% he's getting drafted in the first three rounds. He is too good. He is too good a player. And too many people missed on Tyreek Hill last year because of the character concerns. And the lower down the draft you get, frankly, once you get out of the first round... People would take a punt, wouldn't they? You're going to take risks on players that have got character concerns based on talent. You look at even players that don't have character concerns but have got massive injury concerns. We mm-hmm. had Miles Jack last year. Well, we're going to get to injuries after the break. And we had but... Jalen Smith last year as well. But I'm just yeah. saying, using those two as an example, sure. you're going to take risks on players based on off-the-field stuff, whether that be you know, legal issues, injuries, drug abuse anything like that but I just think Mixon is 100% getting it taken in the first three rounds um, and where do we st- all the reports are he's done everything right since the incident he's apologised he this week has I think settled the lawsuit um, with her um, with, the, with the woman she's come out and said he's apologised and she accepts his apology yes oh, I yeah, think I at, at some point I'm not condoning any of the behaviour no, but you know, you've got when, to move on. Eventually. When you've been punished for something, yeah, and there's been acceptance from both sides and all this, you know, yes, don't maybe don't go and buy his jersey if you don't <laughs> want to support him. Don't you know? Yeah. Don't do those things. But people make silly mistakes when they're young. You hope it's an isolated incident and he doesn't do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and teams are, I think, teams will keep telling themselves that enough to go. Do you know what? Would he have a bodyguard on him twenty four seven? Late second, I'd absolutely have a punt on him. He's that good. He's that good a player. Who would you like to see pick him up? Who would I like to see? Yeah. Um, Where would you like to see him play? Oh, do you know what? I'd, and this isn't because of you know. I know everyone says about the Raiders and stuff, but they are so poised to, to go on a championship run. That mm-hmm. roster. And they've lost Latavius Murray. If they could bring on, bring in someone with Mixon's talent and ability, and he is a dual threat. I think the reason why he's seen by you know a fair amount of people actually is one of the better running backs, if not the best running back, is because he's so well rounded. He's great at, um, coming out the backfield in the pass game. Yeah, he's a good rusher uh, of the football. He can go inside, outside. He's got power. He's got speed. I think he just suits that Raiders offense from a pure football standpoint. This mm-hmm. is, I think, that would be if I was to choose a team that I think his skill set and actually he would be, he might be the missing piece offensively. I think that's the team that I would, I would pick. Do you know who I'd pick who Green Bay? That again, I'd a, love to see him in Green Bay. A team actually. with a franchise quarterback, dual threat. He can catch the ball at the backfield. Yep. Yeah, I think and that's a great choice. Sorely, they're running back. Yeah, that is a great choice. One th- and also, you can't get up to too much uh, mischief in Green Bay. It's too cold. Yeah, it's too cold. It's too cold. There's nothing to do. And there's yeah, 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 yeah. Probably yeah, actually, Green Bay's probably <laughs> the best. <laughs> Perfect for him. Yeah. There's it. one other person I want to talk about, um, <laughs> King, before we go to break about you know draft stock falling for off the field reasons, mm-hmm. and this one is probably unfounded, and that's Gary and Conley. Okay. So, he's just been accused of a rape. Okay. That was rape. For rape. I know you tried to take the... <laughs> I know it's a serious topic, but... You, yes. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Well, but this does seem a little bit far-fetched. I mean, without going into too many details, this lady alleges that she met him in an elevator. Mm-hmm. He asked her if she wanted to come back to his hotel room for a foursome. 
she said no but she wanted to watch the other two and then she goes in there then apparently he forces himself on her then kicks her out of the hotel room she goes to the hospital does a rape test thing and then goes home uh but I don't you know all the indications I mean that's not the that's not a conversation starter is it audacious if you're going to open yes, with it that is a bold move cotton if you do if you're opening with that I'd, line yeah i, I don't want to take but the, it sound, you know, i the don't want to take thing, the too much in case it is true but at the same time the whole thing seems very far-fetched and all the other you know all the corroborating arguments from his you know people around the who were in the room at the time whatever said that's not what happened you know whether they're coming from, you just don't know but no and this is this know. might whether it's true or not, mm. the 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 reason we're talking about it now is because this might indirectly affect his draft stock. Uh, well, I think absolutely will. Um, depending on what the reports come out in the next two days, he might not get drafted because of this. That's could, crazy because he's one of the top five players at his position as well. It is, but we had an instance similar to this where there was accusations made prior to the draft, and actually it wasn't even accusations. What the the example I'm going to give, it was where someone was being questioned as part of an open investigation. Yeah. In Lyle Collins, yes, who was a first round had a first round grade by everyone. Frankly, was one of the best offensive guards in the draft. Mm-hmm. Is now a starting guard for the best offensive line of football. Yeah, and no one drafted him because his ex girlfriend died. Yeah, and he was wasn't even a suspect. Was just being qu- questioned by the police for character references more than anything else. Yeah, and no one touched him because of an open investigation. So Except th- Jerry Jones. This won't be... That worked. But that was as a undrafted free agent. Undra- yeah, he still picked him up. Yeah, and paid him like a second rounder, I think. Or first yeah, rounder. Yeah, yeah. Gave him a three million... Or gave his whole contract yeah. was guaranteed. Three yeah. million, I think. Um, but this wouldn't be the first time, is what I'm saying, that someone who has been in an open investigation just prior to the draft, people have taken off the boards and said, look, we are... We are happy with you as long as this is not the case, or mm-hmm. you know there is no, there is nothing to follow from this, and it's just a, an accusation or a conversation or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and this is what we'd be willing to offer you. It has happened in recent years, and it could happen in this instance. It's just so class uh, close to the draft. I think teams get worried that they can't find out all the facts in time. In time, and they just take them off the board and say, look. That's crazy. We'll I come mean, back he did to you. So well for Ohio as a cornerback. That... Yeah, yeah, he did, and he got thrown to all the time. Yeah, because no one was thrown at that more. Um, yeah. Yes, tough, really tough situation. If he's falsely accused, I also I struggle. I, I, I this might be sound controversial, but I've I've seen it where people have been implicated with accusations like this, um, and people close close to me. This has happened. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, in in both instances, it's very tough sometimes to under, to understand what's going on within that situation. Especially, absolutely, or... but especially if that accusation is true and she's gone into the room to watch what is now a threesome and not a foursome. It's <laughs> right. You're 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 playing with fire, aren't you? That it's. I think if you put it's yourself a in that charged s- atmosphere, absolutely, isn't it? Yeah. absolutely. And and you know you're implying that you're comfortable with that situation, just not com. It's very, I don't know. It's just very tough, and I think a lot of times it's tough to gauge where you're at, especially if someone's exposing them to something that is as provocative as as 
as it sounds, I guess. I don't yeah. know, but it's it's tough. I think a lot of times you just need to steer clear from that situation if you're not com- if you're not com- clearly you're not comfortable. Um, what do you think that Gary and Connolly should do? Uh, what you know? What can he do before the draft now? Because all it, well, he has at least been vocal on Twitter about the whole thing, mm. and Marshall Lattimore's been backing him up on Twitter as well, just saying it's just ridiculous. There's no way I know Gary and he wouldn't do it, and Gary, yeah, he's been responding, going, yeah, it's just stupid. But well, it sounds it sounds like he's laid back. So from that standpoint, yeah. that sounds like that's it's he he's fully comfortable. It's a false accusation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you'd be really quiet if you were worried. I guess. Yeah, and even if you weren't, I think the best thing to do because if an an accusation like that is made, it is um, serious. You know, it's yeah. it's it's a it's a horrible thing that happens. Uh, you hope that it hasn't happened in this instance, um, and you don't. You know, I wouldn't wish that on anyone, frankly. So it's it's. I probably I would be inclined out of respect more than anything else because if if an ac- you hope that someone's not making a false accusation to get a payday, and that they really didn't that you hope yeah. it's not rape but it's it could be something that they were they weren't comfortable in a situation mm-hmm. or embarrassment or anything it could be anything yeah but it's still it's still serious regardless so I think that it, I, my advice to him would be keep your mouth shut until. That's what you do. You've gone through that process. Okay. I w- yeah, I wouldn't talk publicly about something that's as, as serious as that. Regardless whether you think it's true or not, someone might not have felt comfortable. That you know, it's 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 tough. It's a it, it's a very tough scenario. Yeah. Clearly, very tough for me to talk about because I keep stuttering. <laughs> Let's take a break, then, King. Let's come back in just a second for part two. Welcome back to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. It's draft week, King. Draft week. I know. It's amazing. My favourite time of year. Yep. <laughs> it's like Christmas and Easter and Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Which and is Kwanzaa. ridiculous. I was trying to explain to someone the other day. My favourite time, they went, oh, you love NFL, don't you? I said, yeah, I do, yeah. When's you, you know, what's your favourite time? Super Bowl? I said, no. My favourite time <laughs> of year in the NFL is when no one is playing football. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's great. And the picking players. Picking players. <laughs> the trading out of positions. <laughs> well, it's just, it, this is, it's, it, this one evening, or, well, a weekend makes and breaks franchises for the next 10 years. It's mental. Yeah. It, yeah, it's important. It is important. It's why so many column inches and so many hours of, uh, of audio being recorded. Yeah. Video. Yep, so many insiders that get paid and outsiders full year salaries. Don't. <laughs> just, just to be on TV for about a month. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know. I'd love that, but if someone wants us to do that, then we can probably. I will. I will grow yeah, a weird sort of <laughs> what sort of hive thing on my head. You're halfway there. Get like a yeah. <laughs> get. A sort of endearing accent and change my We've name. Got to, endearing accents. Change my name to to, to Bell Jiper. <laughs> Bell Jiper. Bell Jiper Junior or something like that. <laughs> I'm willing. I'm willing to do that. <laughs> so, someone wants to adopt you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Come get me, Mel. Come get me. No, I'm trying to replace him. Don't come Whoa. get me. I'm coming for your job, Mel. <laughs> The sort of less charismatic English version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
Before mm. we get back to the, the draft, though, King, we've got to talk about some news. Okay. Things happened in the NFL, not just draft-related. Okay. So, big news today was that Adrian Peterson... Yes, that Adrian Peterson. Yeah, what has, the, the the Minnesota Vikings, Adrian Peterson. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He signed with the New Orleans Saints. Oh, so the ex no longer a Minnesota Viking. Yeah, he's on there for a two year deal, which was one plus uh, one year option. And Is that a team or a player option? Do you know? I actually don't know. I haven't seen the contract. I don't know either. I well, it's very if it, it's, it's early days right now. They keep saying it's a two year deal, which I think means it's a team option because they'd have said player option. Yeah. I'm guessing it's a team option if it was going to be if I had to put money on one of the two. Yeah. Either way, basically two years, seven mil. Yep. Not bad actually. I don't. It's think. a tidy but contract for both. It is. Yeah. Teams. It means that the the Saints have one less position to worry about in the draft. Mm-hmm. Dust. And also, Peterson has got a, a contract sewn up before the draft happens, and before a load more pretty decent running backs come into the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot on the market. It's interesting now, and he's. I know the Raiders wanted to get the deal done with Lynch prior to the draft, but that I think that's where his contract is. Very similar age, running backs, yep. both had or been out either through injury or um, through retirement. Yes. So I think that's that's the sort of marker for him, three and a half mil, which I think's what they offered him, but he wanted four and a half. I think the Raiders offered Lynch three and a half million. They're still working it out. Yeah. Whether it, well, now that Peterson's gone, mm. it could be a domino situation. But I think that's that. a benchmark for him, which is I think what they've offered. So, but yeah, no, I think that's um, a good move for both parties. Frankly, frankly. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. Also, yeah. uh, spoke to Viking Stew about the whole thing as well because okay. obviously you know that's a, a big player for him, mm-hmm. and uh, he's just wishing the guy luck. So he's a humble guy. He is. He's he's too nice. Isn't he's a he? humble guy. Viking Stew. Yeah. <laughs> good for him. Yeah. I don't think I'd be that nice if. Uh, well, he said, you know, Peterson's been quite vocal about wanting to leave for a little while now. So, yeah, that can be toxic in a locker room. So I can kind of understand from that standpoint. But he has been an icon, yeah, and a legend for the Vikings. Frankly, he's carried their team offensively for the last ten years or so. Well, him and Christian Ponder. Um, <laughs> the other one, the other news for running backs is that Mike Gillisley is now a New England Patriot. Yeah. So, the uh, Bills thought that a fifth round pick was better than picking up the uh, the contract for Mike Gillisley. Bit of a shame, really, because I quite liked Gillisley last year. He was a good one-two punch with uh, LeSean McCoy. Yeah, he had the most runs for over 20 yards. Did you know that last season? Yeah. No? There you the, go. The, <laughs> we did. The uh, the number two running back seems to do all right in Buffalo most of the time. You know, Before that, it was Carlos Williams, who was scoring a touchdown a game. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. Mr. Anonymous. Yeah, and before that, it was Marshall Lynch. It was, yeah. Mm. But he wasn't number two as a running back. He was. For was the he? Bills. For the Bills, he was. Okay. All right, either way. So, the Patriots get another running back. That joins uh, Rex Burkhead. So, mm-hmm. that's him, James White, and Dion Lewis now. Yep. In New England. And so, they don't have any picks really in the draft, but who cares because they've inordinately uh, improved their team since they just won the Super Bowl. So, Yeah. Yeah, I um. Are we calling next year already? Oh, well, I think they're gonna be tough to beat, aren't they? <laughs> it's not fair, King. It's not fair. No, they shouldn't be allowed to do this. They could end up with the first round pick though this year if they trade Malcolm. Oh, Butler. nah. Well, the reports are they're probably not likely to do that. No, I thought you were going to talk about Garoppolo. 
Uh, well, if they trade Garoppolo, they're going to end up with a high first round pick. Yeah. They could end up with the 12th overall pick. Or the 6th overall pick. Ooh. So, just <laughs> saying. Although they wouldn't trade in the division, I don't think. So I think the 6th out of the question. But yeah. the um, 12th in, in play, maybe. Yeah, I hope it's not. Well, they want they they've come out and said they won't make any deals for quarterbacks on draft day, as mm. in for veteran quarterbacks. So if they're going to get a deal done, it needs to be done in the next forty eight hours, according to the Browns. <laughs> but I, I don't think they're going to trade him. I think that no. despite Tom Brady having being optimistic, optimistic and thinking he's going to play for another eight years, I think there's a realism from their standpoint, which is they've got a really good group of young talent at the Patriots. Yes. They've locked down a couple of sort of late 20s guys who still got a lot in the tank in Hightower, etc. Yeah. And uh, that window could stay open for another five, ten years if Garoppolo is what a lot of people think he is. So, do you want to risk it? He's still in a rookie contract for two years. Yeah, you just got to replace him otherwise, haven't you? Yeah. And has Belichick been looking at quarterbacks to, to move in there? Who knows? You don't. Well, he keeps drafting them in uh, <laughs> in the sort of top. You should three, keep drafting a quarterback top, a draft. I top think. three rounds. Um, he's done it a few times. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I'm sure no stone will be left unturned when it comes to that. But they've been at it again, King. Okay. Fully watch. Oh no, felony watch. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Who's been at it? Who's been at it? Well, first of all, you need to watch the TMZ video for Adam Pacman Jones. I do. I haven't watched this yet. So they released it, the video from January uh, where he was done for assault and disorderly conduct, screaming at a police officer. Not nice things he was saying to him as well. Okay. Um, if we play it, we'll have to bleep a lot of it. Yeah. So no. yeah, it's, uh, if you want to watch it, then just check out TMZ. And uh, he's pleading not guilty to that. So the he's really not guilty to well to the the misdemeanor charges that he's been put up against. Not, obviously not the video footage of him in the back of the police car, yeah, screaming abuse at this uh, this cop. But uh, he's back in court on May sixteenth. So okay, write that in your diary. Yep. Well done, Bengals, for uh, <laughs> keeping their end up. Yep. Another one. Yeah. Also, this isn't necessarily an NFL player, but Alfred Blue's Chevy Camaro has just turned up in the Louisiana swamp. Okay. Now. What, what it was doing before it got there. <laughs> You'd what, hate being driven. To. Otherwise, it's like Herbie. Apparently, yeah, well, apparently Alfred Blue wasn't in the car. Okay. Wasn't at the scene. Okay. Nowhere near this, this his own Chevy Camaro, but he's the owner of the Camaro. But, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a mystery, that one. Yeah. I'm not sure if anyone's heard from Alfred Blue in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or if he was soggy when you did hear from yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a weird one. Don't really know what to think about that, say about that, because... Uh, it could be anything. It's in, car in insert swamp. your own mystery there. Yeah. But what, what has Alfred Blue been doing with his Chevy Camaro? Yeah, or tweet us and tell us what Please you think. Please tweet us. <laughs> I'd love to know. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Anyone seen Alfred Blue or knows what he did with his Camaro or who, who took his Camaro? Yep. Just let us know. Yeah, any conspiracies? Please give us a shout. <laughs> yeah. At Jim and the King. Yeah, the the more far fetched, the better. I think. Yeah, I'm excited to. read <laughs> I'm not these. interested in the truth on this one. I'm going to go on Twitter just to read these. 
You finally delved into Twitter, eh? Yeah, okay. I've heard it's a new thing. <laughs> yeah, it's only just started. <laughs> so you're right on the cusp of it. Let's get back to our draft list then, King, because yep. we've been talking about players that are toxic for different reasons. Uh-huh. And Mainly water, but yeah. Yeah, heavily diluted. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about some players that are damaged goods because they're injured. Okay. The worst one for this has got to be Sidney Jones, cornerback who got injured during his pro day. His pro day at Washington, yeah. <sighs> of all the times. Yeah, I think I. the more I watched of him... Yes. The more I think he's the best corner in the draft. Ooh. Okay. So. Do you? Yeah. I think he's better than Lamar. Personally. Well, possibly, but. Um, well, bearing in mind they're talking about Kevin King being a first round pick. Yeah. And he, I don't. And he was the solid true. number two yeah. compared to him. Yeah. And it's a, becoming a factory for the secondary players. And I don't think that. There was a huge difference between Marcus Peters and him. No. Who also was at Washington. So, I, um, yeah, I think he's the best corner. And okay. I think it's a similar situation to the two guys I mentioned earlier in Miles Jack and Jalen Smith. Smith, who were on my big boards last year, two of my top five players. Yeah. In the whole draft. I mean, Sidney Jones is obviously in the top five at the cornerback position. Like mm-hmm. you said, you think he's number one. I do. What do you think is going to happen to him then on draft day? Is he going in first round still? Is someone going to take a risk on him? No, or is no. Is he going to fall out now? No, because it's an Achilles tear. It's a real severe injury. Very similar yeah. to the Jalen Smith style injury. The the Miles Jack one was like, he can probably play this year, but you might only get three, four, five years out of him. Um, yeah. And I think he because of this, you're going to, he's going to go in the second round. Okay. We've had it happen a couple of times where real top players have got injured. Smith, obviously, last year. Jack, obviously, last year. I don't know if you remember, but Daquan Bowers from yep. Clemson yeah, yep. was projected in some mock draft before the injury concerned, which was highlighted at the Combine, um, as being the, the number one overall pick. So, And he went in the second round to the Bucks. So it's like there's a few teams that will take risks on these injured players knowing that it could mean a shortened career. Um, or you wait around for someone and you hope he comes back healthy and all of a sudden you've got a, a, a sort of pro bowl all pro level player for a sec- on a second round contract so yeah um, I think he'll go in the second round some people don't think it will be until the third um, but I think if a team's got a decent roster now not too many holes to fill and wants to potentially find a diamond in the rough and, and hit big on an injury on an injured player then I think there's going to be some teams that will take that risk so Sydney Jones has got the worst injury coming into the draft horrific yeah it's horrible so the second worst one is Malik Hooker mm. but the difference from Malik Hooker is that his uh, his camp's saying that he's going to be ready for, for training camp don't worry we hear that a lot for injuries and there's, there's no real way of knowing but mm. still not a great injury and is that going to take him out of the first round because this guy again great talent He's a great talent, and and the worrying thing from his perspective is he's only a one year starter at Ohio State. And you had him going to the Chargers. I did have him going so to the Chargers. Like I do like him. I do like him. I think Ed Reed's ball skills. He's he reminds me of Ed Reed coming out of college with the ball <sighs> skills. I don't mean he's as good as Ed Reed. Please right, don't <laughs> misconstrue that. I'm just saying his ball skills. He might have the best hands in the draft. Him and Christian McCaffrey, which is hilarious because neither are receivers. No. But I think from a 
pure ball skill standpoint, he is special. Um, but he's only a one-year starter, so he's only a one year's worth of games, and all of a sudden, he you know gets a relatively severe injury. Mm. He's not had the prolonged career, and so you can assess whether he's injury prone or not. But that doesn't, you know, does that suggest that he is injury prone? I don't know. You have to make <laughs> that judgment and find out what's you know what the situation is. But yeah, he's a very talented player. I don't think he's leaving the first round. Okay. I don't think he's leaving the first fifteen picks. Oh, so you think the injury doesn't actually? I mean, they they are like I said, they're given the right notes out of the mm-hmm. out of the out of his own camp. So. Mm-hmm. If, as long as they think he's going to be alright for training camp then that might be enough for a team just to go it's fine Yeah, we've seen enough of him with this one year worth of footage same thing with Trubisky one year of footage that's enough we believe in this guy we're going to go for him yeah it's kind of the, the difference for him with the one year is kind of understandable in a sense that you look at the players last year that were drafted out of Ohio State from a secondary standpoint yeah. and you kind of go yeah, no wonder you didn't get. A no start, wonder you didn't yeah. get a look in. All these players are first rounders, so you kind of get it. Um, frankly, whereas yes. Trubisky, Marquis Williams, whatever his name was, was an undrafted yes. quarterback who didn't make the Green Bay roster. Nope, didn't make a Green Bay roster. Yeah, Matt so. Flynn's there. Well, at least he was. Yeah, exactly. So Oof. it's it's um. Yeah, talk so, about a layup. Yeah, I think Brett Huntley's the backup. At yeah, there. But it's but <laughs> either way, Huntley. you know, you look at these. That's that. It, that's why they those two aren't comparable from being one year starters. I think hit, Hookers is much more justifiable, frankly, than Trubisky's. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll I'll give him benefit of that as well. So you think you you'd still like to see him go to Chargers? Um, if we can if we can sign off on the the injury concern, then yeah, absolutely. I think it's a position of need. We're building a we've got a nice group of, of safeties there. Hey, we'd had a good year. Verrett's a Pro Bowler. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got. Leach it to plug up the middle. Gordon's a decent, like a decent number two pass rusher, and and Bosa looks special. So, um, yeah, we got we got some we got some talent there. I'd like to see Ruben you mean, Foster. No, you mean Ingram is a pass rusher. Ingram, yeah. You said Gordon, not Gordon. Let's go. There's, there's Melvin Ingram, and Melvin Gordon. You get it mixed up again. I again. do. I always do. Because <laughs> I saw him when he first got drafted, and they kept saying that they were related. <laughs> Because they both called Melvin. Yeah, it was like banter. <laughs> Melvin Gordon was like, "This is so." It's stupid. ruined you, hasn't it? Yeah, it has <laughs> stitched out because I was laughing at that video. Um, yeah, I think that they've the the front. Well, at least the line looks okay. Yeah, but you've got such an injury-prone squad. You want to stick someone else in there? Yeah, Ruben Foster, linebacker. Bring him on. Yeah, put them all in there. I'd have him. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. I'd have a leader in, inside linebacker. But. Um, yeah, I, I, but I think a ballhawk safety would uh, would do the trick as well. Mm, okay, so I would still like it if we can sign off on the injury. Two other players then, King, that have got injury concerns okay. and are high draft picks. Yeah, and they're both running backs. So Leonard Fournette and Dalvin Cook have both had multiple surgeries. Mm-hmm. How worried should we be about these two players and and their durability? Not very. No, I think it's different for running backs. Well, they have a naturally shorter life anyway. Exactly. So I think that's why it's less of a worry. You're not. It's going to be really short. You're not expecting. Well, this. Yeah, that's a risk you got to take, though, isn't it? You know, you look at someone like Bo Jackson, who looked like he was just Superman, and frankly, couldn't be touched, couldn't be broken, and yeah. all of a sudden, one hit against the Bengals, and his career's done. It's um, it can happen to anyone. So I think, especially running backs, where your whole role job is to run as hard as you can into other people to try and gain yards 
um, I think there's a bit more leniency from that standpoint. I think it's the one drawback I saw from Fournette on his on his tape. Mm. I mean, that guy is a beast, and he looks NFL ready. Mm. In that, unlike Dalvin Cook, Fournette will go up the middle, mm. and he will go through the B gap. So he will he will run in between the the tackle and the guard. Yeah, and he will barrel into players. Mm-hmm. But that's also going to be a detriment to him because he doesn't escape a lot of hits. No, he, he does take a lot of smacks, and in the NFL. The defense is that much better. Yeah, they're bigger, they're stronger, they're faster. Yeah, it's going to be worrying, I think. I'm going to be watching him, thinking he's Adrian Peterson, but then is he clever enough to be more elusive? And Dalvin Cook has got the opposite problem, where he doesn't go up the middle, so Mm -hmm. he's more like... um, Jamal Charles, he reminds me of. Does he? Mm. I was going to say uh, Darren Sproles, actually. A guy that looks for the edge before then cutting up field. So he, he loves a sideline. He'll go as far right or left as he can yeah. to try and avoid um, the defensive line before then cutting up field with his pace. Yeah, Great cut on him. I mean, you know, He's got good vision as well. Cut. He's got good vision. He's... But you know what he's doing. Mm. In the same way that you know what Darren Sproles is going to do, mm. it's up to you to stop him. But if you can stop him, then he's, yeah. he's done for the day. Yeah, like it was Sean McCoy always used to cut outside in the... Yeah, Eagles wanted him to run off tackle. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, you got different issues there, but uh, Dalvin Cook's had more surgeries than Leonard Fournette. Mm-hmm. But I think that you know there could be a, a massive injury waiting for Fournette in the pros if he's not more savvy when he gets up there. Difficult with the running back stuff because a lot of times they they do get nicked up, um, and that's why you have a committee typically. Um, you look at Adrian Peterson, who you mentioned had a real bad injury with Oklahoma. Yes. And was still taken at the top of the draft. So I think from a... I think it's where you see a lot more teams wary of picking a, a running back in the first round. You know, it used to be mm-hmm. the thing to do, but now everyone's been bitten and... Well, it dropped off for about four or five years and all of a sudden it's come back again with the likes of Gordon, Elliot. 15th, Elliot, 4th. Um, Todd Gurley was 10th, I think, to the Rams. I think, yeah, I think Gurley might have been the real turning point for that one. Yeah, Gully was the first, and then Gordon obviously 15th, because we had a little rush on it. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, Ezekiel Elliott. But you look at you look at some of the players that even got second or third round now, and you go, we should have taken him first round. Yeah. Um, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell's one, J.H.I.'s another one, even Dave, um, David Johnson. Yeah. Was, I think, third round, second or third round. And, um, you know, and, and uh, Jordan Howard. Was mm-hmm. he fourth round this year? So it's um definitely wasn't first. No, he's fourth. I think he was fourth. Yeah. Same round as um Dak Prescott, both pro bowlers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's you know you can find you can find running backs elsewhere. So I think if there's someone special like a Kirk, like a Fournette, you're willing to take a risk, thinking that you're going to find a solid backup in the later rounds if they do get injured. But I don't think either of those two are massive concerns. Okay, frankly, it's a bit weird that we haven't really talked about wide receivers either, is it? But <laughs> There's not really that many stats. There's no like Julio Jones or anything waiting to come out of the draft. I mean, Mike Williams has been talked about for a long time, but Corey Davis is another one who's got injury concerns. Mm. Um, still hasn't worked out for any teams yet. Has not worked out. <laughs> no pro day. No combine. Mm. No private workouts. Mm. Um, so that's a concern. Uh, the one I'm hearing about, which frankly I called, I think, is my sleeper or someone that's. I spotlighted in the combine was Zay Jones. I don't know if yeah. you've been hearing this buzz that he might crop jump into the first round now. 
So he looks um, he looks good. I'm hearing about Dee Westbrook, your your main man. Yeah, yeah, Dee Westbrook. He's got a bit of buzz at the moment. So yeah, from a wide receiver standpoint, there's there's the two guys, and then there's a drop off, frankly, and then there's a really good group of players that are likely to be very good number twos. Yeah, I, I think. think that's, yeah, and all, the, the, and Zay Jones, maybe Dee Westbrook have got these guys that could be the next sort of Jameson Crowder who come. And you're like, you know, come out and you're like, oh my god, actually, this guy's special. Mm. Um, but we'll have to wait and see on those guys. I think there is a defensive draft, but at the same time, I I prefer the tight ends to the wide receivers in this draft. Oh, this is the, be- picking, this is the best tight end. Catch it, this is pick a tight end. Yeah, absolutely. This is the best tight end draft I've seen. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. It's amazing. It's half a dozen at least. I would just quite happily snap up for the Steelers. Yes, because you have shocking times. How dare you? Jesse James is a great tight end. No, got the Darius Green. He's not. He was a good. He was a good cowboy. He was not. <laughs> he's not a good tight end. Very good. Darius Green can't stay fit. He couldn't stay fit. The Chargers can't stay fit with you. But when he is fit, yeah, when he catch two ow. balls and then get injured, yeah, ow, he gets ow. injured again. <laughs> is that? Watch those celebrations. Is that him limping off to the sideline? Yeah, <laughs> they've softened their celebration punishments, haven't they? So they have. That's good. Be news. careful. That's good. That's great news. They're gonna have to change it to the FL. Ah, uh, <laughs> AFL. Go back to the roots. Actually, funnily. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, King. I've, I've, I think we've done enough now. I think so. Seeing as though we're going to be back again on Thursday night, all through the night, guys, doing the live streaming of the draft. Yeah, we're going to have some... We'll be posting videos. Some content. Oh, yeah. Riddled with content. <laughs> yeah. We need some cream. We've got so much content. <laughs> we won't be on our own either. We might have a, might have a guest or two to come around and uh, help us out with that as well. Oh. So, we'll see. We'll see. Well, I'm going to ha- keep it under wraps, okay? Well, I hope I know, because it's <laughs> in my house. <laughs> some point you're going to have to tell me this yeah. <laughs> I like keeping stuff even from you King yeah I don't not when I'm inviting them in <laughs> so in the meantime I'm going to be um, getting my arts and crafts out and creating the big draft board for us excellent I've already got the materials today excellent went to Staples which yeah okay. if they want to, if they want to sponsor us then that's fine <laughs> but uh, I did just mention Staples <laughs> for all of your uh, <laughs> stationery needs <laughs> Whatever, fine, staples. <laughs> Why not, eh? Yeah. Why not? Got to start somewhere. Yeah. Start at the best. Start at the best station. You oh, I can't <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> <it's> so <laughs> Yeah, so guys, we're going to be back on Thursday night, but not with a podcast. We're going to probably do our recap on the Friday. Is that what you want to do? Can you want to I do, do. a I want to do straight up, first round recap, and then we've got Tuesday to recap the rest of the rounds. Ooh, so we're going to do 41 then, before we probably take a break. Mm-hmm the summer mm. go and get some sun mm. unless something big happens yeah like the <laughs> Garrett Blunt being signed <laughs> we have to hold the press for that one yeah exactly hold an emergency podcast exactly okay so until Thursday then guys I've been Jim that's been the king and thank you so much for listening <laughs> <laughs>